0: Fans, How's everybody doing Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith and we are back now after training camp back to our normal weekly buccaneers insider live presented by Miller light after doing a, what feels like a billion shows uh, during training camp. And, uh, it is great to be back in our, in our normal weekly setting here to be able to answer all of your questions. So if you have questions for us, leave those underneath our Facebook live video on the Buccaneers page. And as we give people a chance to do that, of course, we've had a preseason game since the last time we did any of these shows. So I want to hear some of your initial takeaways. And then of course, some of the corresponding roster moves that happened after that game.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure how much we need to break down this last game. Um, (laughs) maybe one of the advantages of quarantine was that I didn't have to be there for that. But um, there was about 440 yards of offense between the two teams. Neither team did much worthwhile. The difference of course, was the turnovers for the Buccaneers, including the strange one uh, with Tanner Hudson that turned into a touchdown fumble return. And so, um, you know, that was kind of the difference in the game, but otherwise it just, nothing ever really got going um Blaine Gabbert looked good again I think Keyshawn Vaughn looks good this preseason a couple guys helped themselves out a little bit on um, special teams um you know Ryan Suckup hit a 49 yard field goal so even though there have been some ups and downs in training camp coach said he'd have it straightened out by the regular season and and, you know we've had our first bit of evidence that he's doing okay there um you you saw Jalen Darden get a lot of work which I was happy to see uh really the first four or five returns all went to Jalen Darden which either says he's ahead in that battle or they really want to get a long look at him because they're not sure who's ahead in that battle. So um, there were some little things you can take away from that. Tanner Hudson caught a lot of passes again, The coach continues to say he has to improve his blocking, um, you know, but I wouldn't worry too much about it overall. I think this upcoming game in which the starters are expected to play about half of the game will be a lot more interesting.
0: Okay. So yeah, we about some of these roster moves and when the next time there will be roster moves are as our, our March to the 53 happens.
1: Yeah, it's kind of going back to the old days where they used to do these roster moves in um, like three different parts. But this time it was uh, last week we had to cut from 90 to 85. This week by today at 4 o'clock we had to cut to 80. And the Bucks actually took care of that on Sunday, cutting four, uh, five guys. Troy Pope, the running back, was waived injured. The other guys were all waived, and that was wide receiver Josh Pearson, safety Lawrence White, um, outside linebacker Quinton Bell, and um cornerback nate brooks and probably i guess the one that jumps out the most there is quentin bell because he was on the active roster for a portion of the season last year looked like he had some promise along the way but he got passed by cam gill as the season went on and i guess he's just the odd man out now but uh you know these cuts are not the ones that are particularly difficult it's the ones next week on august 28th tuesday uh 4 p.m eastern time or I, i think it's august 31st um That's when all the teams have to cut down to 53. So that's 27 guys. But one thing to keep in mind is there's 16 spots on the practice squad again this year. So if all of your practice squad guys come internally, and that's not always the case, but if you kept 16 of your own guys, you're really only letting go completely out of the building 11 guys. So it makes it a little bit easier in that regard.
0: Yeah, that is a great point. Um, all right. So we had a question from Kyle about which rookie has stood out to you the most so far during the preseason games.
1: Well, um, you know, Jalen Darden's got, a, got a lot of chances there in the last game and I thought he looked good on a couple of those returns. Um, maybe a little bit too eager to make some plays here and there on the first catch when he might've had a first down, if he hadn't doubled back a little bit. Um, oh, obviously I think probably the answer is Joe try on it's Joe try on now. Um, or it already was, we, he just got to decide to have that put on his jersey. But um, he's been excellent. He looks, he looks so good. I, you know, I heard Rondé Barber raving about him recently and he would know, um, man, if he can look this good and, and add that to Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre Paul, that rotation is going to be deadly. And coach Arian said that um, he could foresee some circumstances where he'd have all three of those guys on the field at the same time.
0: Yeah. It is really incredible to keep remembering that he had not, played in a game since December of what, 2019? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, we always talk about as a rookie, how challenging it is to make that leap, that adjustment to the NFL and that there's always that growing period and learning and all of that, much less when it's been, you know, since December of 2019, since he got in a game. So the fact that these first couple preseason games He looked like he had had no time off. He was ready to go. I mean, maybe he needed to rein in that excitement a little bit in terms of how he was hitting the quarterback a little bit there. But I mean, I I can't imagine they they could have expected any more from him at this point.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, Not only has he lived up to expectations, but I think it's pretty clear he has exceeded them so far. And you could have maybe wondered if it might take a little while into his first season for him to really get mixed into the rotation. But at this point, it's looking like he'll be a force right from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and we had a question from Daniel asking, uh, although they have different styles of play, is Tyler Johnson pushing Scotty Miller for the fourth wide receiver spot?
1: Well, I think the answer is right there in the question. Um, you know, Scotty Miller really has that one aspect that he gives you. He can really hit that deep ball. And even when you don't throw it to him, stretch the defense. And even if that doesn't happen every game, uh, it, it's always a threat. So you, you want to keep putting him out there. Tyler Johnson, like he said, I think he's more like, Chris Godwin type of receiver. Um, He, he's the guy that Bruce Arians said when asked, is there anybody else on this receiving core who can somewhat replicate what Chris Godwin does blocking in the running game, which is extraordinary what Chris Godwin does. There's not another Chris Godwin on this team, but Tyler Johnson would be the next guy probably if you wanted a guy in there that, you you know, you know, he can be productive as a receiver, but you can actively get him involved in the run blocking schemes. Um, So to me, Tyler still probably isn't on the field as much, as, as often as Scotty Miller, but there's definitely a role for him out there. I don't know if they're necessarily pushing each other. I think there may be like two different types of receiver that the Bucks will find ways to use.
0: Okay, And we had several questions about the tight end spot in general. Some were about, Tanner Hudson and his likelihood of making the team, or is he, you know, practice squad eligible? And then uh, overall, what we thought about now that OJ Howard's got a little bit of action and just overall how that position room could look.
1: Yeah. For part of that question, everybody's practice squad eligible at this point. I mean, Earl Watford was on it for a little while last year and so was Ted Larson. So those guys have been in the league a long time. The, the, the expanded practice squad rules also, they also expanded the number of veteran exceptions that you have. So you could pretty much consider anybody an option for the practice squad. Um, so that could happen. And, and it's an interesting point. I think the first place you have to start is, are the Bucks going to keep four tight ends? Because the, th- the first three are pretty obvious. And then I think they want to keep four. And that's what they did all of last year, except for a few times when a couple guys were out with injury at the same time. But for the most part, they kept four. And Tanner Hudson was the fourth guy. Um, but one, you know, either, either Tanner Hudson or Cody McElroy or Jarrell Adams, has to prove that there's a need for them on, you know, you don't just keep one of them by default, especially because you could keep one or two of them on the practice squad. If you wanted to and call them up on game days or later, re-sign them to the active roster. I think eventually one of those guys will end up proving that we should keep a fourth, but when you're really trying hard to hit numbers and maybe you want a seventh receiver, or maybe you want a, a fifth outside linebacker, Sometimes you might go, well, you know, this four tight end isn't doing anything on special teams. He's not doing anything for us on game day. Why do we need to carry that? So one of those guys probably has to show that he can make a mark on special teams, or they could lose that four spot to a guy, an outside linebacker or a or somewhere that is playing on special teams.
0: Okay. And what do you think are the the biggest things that you have learned so far that maybe we, is there anything you haven't expected that we've seen in camp or in preseason games? I mean, we talked about how much was, the same as last year with everybody being brought back. Is there anything that has either exceeded your expectations, surprised you things that you feel like you've learned so far that, that we weren't sure about?
1: Well, I think the thing that probably was unexpected or, or, you know, unpredictable about the last game in particular was even though Bruce Harris decided to rest all of the projected starters, two of them did start. That's Alex Kappa and OJ Howard. And both of those guys, our guys that are coming off of season ending injuries didn't get a lot of work in the off season. And coach just felt like they needed the work, but they do point out a couple issues. One at right guard, uh, while it is Alex's job to lose and coach used that phrase. He did also say that the competition with Aaron Stinney is pretty close. And we all know how good Aaron Stinney played in the preseason last year. And that is earning him at least a shot to unseat Alex Kappa at right guard. He hasn't done it as of yet. And right now, Alex Kappa is still the starting right guard. But if there's any starting position on this team that's still in competition, it's that one. And then at tight end with O.J. Howard, it's more a matter of he's rusty. He's trying to shake off that rust. Uh, Coach was not really concerned about the drop passes because he said O.J.'s been catching them in practice. And it may have been, you know, wet gloves may have been part of the issue. But, you know, yeah, he's a little bit rusty, but he was getting open downfield for those passes. So he makes those catches. You see the type of weapon that he can be, but he's not quite there yet. So getting back to that previous question about the tight end room, it has a chance to be pretty lethal with OJ Howard and Gronkowski and Cam Brait, but OJ still has a little bit of a way to go.
0: Okay. And Luis asked, are there any areas of concern on the depth chart? Uh,
1: (laughs) Not much really. We've been talking about this since the Super Bowl because you didn't really uh, miss anything. You didn't lose much. I guess what you lost from the last Super Bowl team are um, your fourth safety, and I think we're fine there. Javon Hagan has done well. Um, You lost a special teams ace in Ryan Smith, and I think maybe that would be where you would say the concern because there's a lot of guys here that were brought in, in good part because of their special teams ability, like uh, draft picks Grant Stewart and and K.J. Britt and cornerback Antonio Hamilton, the veteran from the Chiefs last year. Um, But it's been a little hard to tell, you know, who really is going to fill that special teams, a spot. It could be Keyshawn Vaughn. He's looked pretty good as a gunner so far. And then the other thing he lost was Joe Haig, who was your fourth tackle and he really kind of had a role down the stretch and especially in the playoffs in those jumbo sets as an eligible sixth offensive lineman. So you need somebody to fill in that role, but I don't think that'll be difficult to do. It could be a guy like Robert Haynesy or Nick Leverett or somebody like that.
0: All right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for joining us and for those amazing questions. And we'll be back here next week. So we'll see you then.